Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my uh, fellow co-host today, Matt O'Hara, Garrett Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Man, I uh, moved on to Garrett. You don't need to steal the spotlight there. I thought maybe you were going to give me a pause to say hello. That's yeah. That's what a, tr- what a true professional would have done, but it's fine. Moving on to <laughs> bigger and better things over here. Uh, Garrett's obviously one of our writers. He was on here like a month ago. Been putting out some really solid threads out there on Twitter with uh, covering some of these rookie running backs. So if you don't follow Garrett on Twitter, you're doing Dynasty wrong. You're missing out. Yeah, you're missing, missing out on some good information. Garrett, give people your Twitter handle right out the gate. GMP underscore 33. Oh, hate that Twitter handle. But you okay, hate the it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to kick off our rookie running back breakdowns. Now, these aren't in order. These are not in any order at all besides our running back one. And But some of the guys are going to be the most some of the most familiar names out there, uh, excluding a guy like Damian Harris. So at the end of breaking it all down, we will give you an order – and rank them all when it's all said and done. Because we got more tape to get through. There's a lot of guys here that I'm still interested in that I haven't been able to watch in-depth of tape on. Because, to be honest, when you get in-depth in a tape, it could change your opinion drastically. Drastically. Uh, and what I've learned so far is this running back class is exactly how I thought it would be this time last year. A giant poop sandwich so far. Guys that I liked, I don't like as much anymore. Very underwhelming. Very underwhelming indeed. To the point is, if you need a running back badly in this draft and you can't get Josh Jacobs, I would just try and find a way to just move into the second round. Say you have pick 1-3 and Josh Jacobs goes 1-2. And some say it went, you know, I don't know, Nikhil Harry first and Hakeem Butler's there. And Hakeem Butler's sweet. And I love him. I mean, he he's 1-B to my, my Harry. Like, He's a stud muffin. He's good. fresh out the yep. oven, steaming with greatness. I love him. I wish I can get him on all my dynasty teams. I probably won't have him. That's fine. Because we're not talking receivers today. We're talking running backs. But if I need a running back, I'm certainly not taking one at 1-3 if it's not Josh Jacobs. I'm not taking one at 1-4 if it's not Josh Jacobs. So I'd maybe try and flip it out, maybe get like that person's two second-round pick, and then maybe their first round pick next year that if that could be a realistic trade there and just gamble on the 2020 class. Cause you're not going to find what you need here. Uh, like the combine showed us so far, a lot of these guys are unathletic uh, to the point where they're not burners or there's a lot of holes in a lot of game here. And yep. I don't see any team, any one of these guys really becoming a superstar. I think somebody could, you know, there's a couple guys like Miles Sanders I love, but we'll get to him. Josh Jacobs can be. And, of course, there'll be a couple guys here down the road as well. But there's also the way we got to look at it. I'm going to look at these guys, and it's going to reshape this class in my rankings, is where do these guys land? What scheme do they fall into? Because a lot of these guys that we even like here, and I'll, I'll be fair to say, even a guy like David Montgomery could easily be drafted maybe in the third round, but to in a situation that we don't love, where his opportunities will not be there. I mean, we look at the landscape right now in the NFL. Teams that really need a running back. The Bills, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Raiders. Other teams that would be interesting to us, possibly. The Texans there. The Chiefs, obviously. Right. Maybe the Dolphins. But at the same time, 
Flores came out today at the uh, owners meeting and said, hey, I love Kenyon Drake. Like, yep. He's an explosive playmaker, which I was ecstatic to hear because I'm a big Kenyon Drake guy. Like yeah, I think right. he's the most underrated running back in the NFL. Like, Under, I would, underutilized. Underutilized, yeah. underrated, under underloved in the dynasty community. Like I'm making moves today. Like if you can get Kenyon Drake for a good price. I gave up a first last year to get Kenyon Drake for my first this year in this class uh, to get him because I'm a big time believer in him and what he's done. He finished his running back 14 last year and he only had like 140 something carries. Like that's disgusting. Uh, I'm buying Kenyon Drake, but for the most part, we're talking about the Bills, the Bucks, the Eagles, and the Raiders. Really? So that leaves you right now at four teams that these guys could have the opportunity that would be to be. Good spots, yeah. Yeah. That you okay, hey, you know, like say like Alex Barnes gets drafted by the Bucks or the Eagles. It's like, okay, yeah, you could be my running back number three, number two. You're just on a landing spot alone. Right. So, th- those are the places where there's a clear path to playing time and, and an opportunity. Which is gonna that's gonna dictate more than anything here, but let's talk about some of these guys. Let's get in depth with it. But before that, let's get a little bit of news and notes around the league. Rob Gronkowski dropped, uh, retired. I was almost said died. Yeah, I was, was going to say, did you say died? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't go to Denver. No. <laughs> he is good as died for Rich. Nine he's, years, uh, the yeah. best tight end I've ever seen. Yeah, personally. no doubt, man. He's uh, he's one of those guys that can do everything. So um, it's it's you can the, the argument could be made that he's the the finest tight end that we've ever seen for sure. I don't think it's an argument. Mm. I'm saying that's fact. All right. Okay, just my opinion. Well, Tony Gonzalez, stuff like that. I mean, people will argue that. You know, Not as up. dominant as Gronk. I, I agree. Prime. Yep. Dude, Gronk's sophomore year in the league was unbelievable. What, he catch 90 se- balls? 17 TDs? Yeah, 17 touchdowns, most in the NFL, 1,300 yards received, 90 catch. Yeah, dominating. Dominating. So, he's somebody that you don't just cut off your roster, though, because we've had, like, multiple reports out here saying – he may like it wouldn't surprise me his agent reporters it wouldn't surprise me if he does come back like later you know it's possible but then he rose up but he's done 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 then why would you say that dude now i can't cut him off my roster i gotta hold on to him i have a lot of gronk shares i'm not sending him anywhere he could ride my bench all year long i don't care i'm fine with it uh but sad to see him go a couple other note noter uh notable noteworthy things yeah. jeremy macklin retired why would you even mention him? Because you told me I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we were joking around, and I, I said that he's been retired for a couple of years. He just hasn't, you know, formally announced it yet. And that's, I mean, for, no one's no one's got that guy rostered, but you know, he did have a good career, um, a good short-lived hashtag three three two to three year window at the receiver position career. Yep. Great comment on college. Loved his tape coming on college out yep. of Missouri. He was fantastic. Uh, and then Ryan Tannehill gets traded to Tennessee. Tennessee. How do, you, how do you read that one? I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill as my starting quarterback than Marcus Mariota, but that's just me. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty big insurance policy. They, I mean, obviously the team has a lot more information than we do, so I'm wondering that kind of raises a red flag for me as to his health. You know, like is is he healthy enough to even start the year, or what the heck's going on with this guy? He was having a lot of nerve issues. That's why he was so inaccurate last year. So yeah, one bad hit, and all of a sudden you can't feel your fingers again. Right. Hello, Tannehill. So Tannehill's a nice like. Like he's a nice sneaky guy to have on your super flex squad. Has like the clearest. I mean, to me, he looks like the clearest path to backup quarterbacks to get an opportunity. Well, then whoever the Eagles backup quarterback is too. Yeah. So. Or Miami, it? when well, Fitzmagic throws eighty million interceptions. You know, but I think Miami just wants to lose, so I think they're gonna ride Fitzpatrick <laughs> no matter what. Like I don't even. I, I think that's actually a fair statement. It, it's probably yeah, true. Like I don't think they like. Okay, I don't think they really want to lose. I don't think they but care. They're not trying if they to lose. win. No, they're not trying to win. Like, they have a plan. 
and they're going to draft a quarterback next year. So they don't give a they don't give a rat's behind. So I don't think I don't think that's a clear path at all. I think it's Fitz's job the whole way through. Twenty touchdowns, twenty interceptions. Eat it up, son. <laughs> Devontae Adams, give it to me all day long. I'm really can't quit him. Who? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. You said Devontae Adams. Can't threw, quit him either. Love him too. Off. Well, yeah, Devontae Adams should be loved. Well, yeah, I've been saying love him before. Yeah. Anybody else? Remember, remember that? I do. I don't want to brag. Um, <laughs> Jared Cook also officially signed. I, just, I wanted to throw that in before we moved in. We um, made comments on that last si- week. Signed with New Orleans. All right, let's uh, let's get into these running backs, shall we? Let's do it. Now, before we get into this, I'm going to ask you each to give me your top three running backs. Doesn't it, doesn't it have to be something we're talking about today, but give me your t- – not even in order. Just give me your top three uh, running backs. Let's go to our uh, guest here first. Garrett, give me your top three rookie running backs in this draft class. For me, it's clearly Josh Jacobs is number one. Uh, two is David Montgomery. Three and four are pretty darn close. I could go either way on Henderson or Sanders. That's I like four, both not those three. I know, but I could. I, in my heart, I couldn't do it. I'm not good at math either. It's okay. <laughs> okay, Matt, come here. Top three. Um, I, I have Josh Jacobs as my my top. Um, and right now, I'm I'm grappling between Miles Sanders and and David Montgomery for two and three. Um, we'll get into it a little bit more into detail yeah. as to why I have those guys kind of there and I can't really separate them, but I'm with you too in those top three, by the yeah. way, but again, very lukewarm on this running back class. If you need a running back again, the 2020 class will be deep at running back super deep. Yeah. And this is very shallow. So let's, let's talk about this. Some of these guys and see where we're at. Let's start with our number one guy who the 21 year old Josh Jacobs are all of our number one running backs here. Uh, out of Alabama, five foot ten, two hundred twenty pounds. To me, there is one tier, tier of tier one running backs, and that's Josh Jacobs. Me, by a long, large margin. So, so you're not scared off by the four six that he ran in, in his pro day. Can care less about his four six pro day. He's a three down running back. I mean, this guy's got great size, great vision, great hands, good burst, terrific cuts. I mean, he's elusive. As can be very low. Very he can low. run with supreme power. He can he can lower the boom. Yeah, when he gets a full set like steam going there, like he is powerful. I mean, this dude finishes strong all the time. Absolutely love his receiving ability. Consistently caught the ball well with his hands all three years. He did that. He averaged two point four receiving yards per reception, which was second best amongst all the all the running backs. He is somebody that ran multiple routes, showed his ability to track the ball, definitely on some deep passes out there, which is really nice. Um, again, not the fastest guy, like you mentioned, his speed. Uh, but, I mean, he was fast enough to be a returner for Alabama. Right. So people want to bring him a speed, but, like, dude, he was one of Alabama's re- kick returners. So if they have a problem with the speed, you don't put your slow guy out there to be his kick, your kick returner. Uh, and even though he's not the fastest, his vision's so good behind the line, it makes up for all of that. Like, he can see that hole. His burst is good enough to get that hole and get through there. Uh, sees the line well. Uh, gets through there real quick. He's a one-cut runner. Times it really well. Made defenders miss a lot. Point four four. I saw Graham Barfield's tweet. Point four four missed tackles per attempt with ninth best amongst all running backs over the last four years. So we're talking these running backs that have been coming out these last four years has been unbelievably stacked. Yep. Josh Jacobs' .44 missed tackles per attempt was the ninth best over the last four years per running back, courtesy of Graham Barfield. Um, he's only got three career fumbles, and two of those came as a freshman, so he holds on to the ball very, very well. 
his pass protection is not perfect, but most young guys that come out aren't perfect. But that's, he shows that's where they need the most work a lot of the yes, time. Yes, he shows where he's viable there, um, and he's, he shows willingness and capability to me. I think coaching will help that. To me, he's locked in as a top three dynasty pick. If you need a running back at 1-1, this is your pick. Love the guy. Um, the, the thing I did, I, I pulled out of everything that you were saying was his his real ability to to press the line in kind of like one of those zone schemes and and stick his foot in the ground and really really at, at the perfect time get up get upfield and get positive yards and kind of burst through the line that jumped off you know off the tape when you watch him and obviously his catching ability I, there's there's and there's we we made a lot about the four six or we've talked a lot already and a lot of people have talked a lot about the four six but there's timed speed and there's game speed and i don't there's no issue with his game speed at all there's no one tracking him down he doesn't look sluggish sluggish and slow and and this is alabama and they're playing in the sec with with some of the the top competition in the entire country so i think the the four six is is a moot point to me and and he plays fast and i i really like i mean everything about the guy's game he's such a violent runner one of these guys that i just love watching yeah i mean him on the eagles look out garrett what do you think Oh no, I'm I'm in the same boat. I absolutely love Josh Jacobs, and I think the biggest thing that is a knock on Jacobs for a lot of people is his playing time. To me, I love that. Oh, that's, that means, a, that's a positive. Yeah, for me. that means that he 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 didn't have to go through the ringer. He wasn't getting hit 300 times a season. I mean, he he was was underutilized, but that's not a bad thing for the NFL level. And so, if I'm a GM and I see that. Here's somebody with fresh legs. I'm all about that. I feel like that's by design. The Alabama, I think so. yeah, like the Alabama program wants to churn out guys that actually have some tread left on their tires, so they use these three three back committee type of things, and they're all good. I mean, Damian they, Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, yep. they're all good running backs. So you get them on the field, you get a little bit less wear and tear on all these guys, and then they go off and have pro careers. That's a great selling point to a high school recruit. Hey, I'm going to get you ready for the NFL. You're not going to be worn down. You're still going to get a ton of exposure because it's Alabama. You're going to be on national TV all the time, playing in national championship games, and boom. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They, they, His they, workload is very similar. We just talked about somebody in the same from this game school earlier, Kenyon Drake. Right. Yeah. You know? And their numbers are crazy similar, too. Very similar. Yep. And he's somebody, again, Kenyon Drake was a third rounder. Josh Jacobs has the potential to be a first round running back. I mean, Josh Jacobs on the Eagles, unreal. On the Bucks, Absolutely. look out. I mean, love his game, love his style of play. And I think Everything he has a chip he on his shoulder, too, because he was a two star recruit coming out. And he was, I think, I believe he's originally from Oklahoma. He didn't even get a look. And at the last second, Nick Saban was like, well, okay, I'll take you. Yeah, sure. Come you on know? in. Yeah. So uh, I think he's going to p- continue to play with a chip on his shoulder, which we've already seen at Alabama. Yeah, and his, some of his, his receiving ability, like more utilized like early and throughout the career. But the routes he runs, too, they show like it shows it's promising. He's one of those guys that looks natural catching the ball. He, he doesn't have to fight it. He's not double clutching balls. He, he looks like he can, you know, actually – catch the ball yeah. like a how many running backs you see that could track a football down like 20 yards down the field in reverse direction and switch around switch your hips to go yep. catch a football not a lot right. one a lot of running backs don't even get the opportunity to do something like that and two you don't even see a lot of running backs that can even do that period it's a tough it's i mean it's tough mm-hmm. and he does all that well everything he does he does really really well and again what are you gonna knock him on his 40 time and four six which is totally fine and what he didn't play a lot alvin kamar didn't play a lot we loved him right yep. coming out what's Absolutely. Give, give me that. You want a guy who some we're going to talk about later had the most carries in all of college football, but you know, two years ago, 
what are you going to pick? You're always going to pick the fresh legs guy. I mean, it is what it is. So to me, Josh Jacobs, clear as day, 1-1. If I need a running back, it doesn't matter where these receivers go, he's my guy mm-hmm. at 1-1. I think he's, to me, the, from watching the tape, I mean, he's a lock to be good. I mean, I'm willing to say that. I, I'm willing to go out and say that. Like, he's not, oh, maybe this, maybe that. To me, he's guaranteed going to be good. He has the talent that um, landing spot's not going to determine, in my eyes, whether or not he's going to be a good running back. It, it's what I see. You know what I mean? A good fantasy asset. He has all the tools. And and anybody that drafts him has is going to see that as well. And, and I, I feel pretty confident they're going to use him in the right way. Yeah, and sometimes you have to reach for a running back in your rookie draft because everybody. Let's face it: if you're in dynasty league, almost everybody needs a running back. If you have running backs, you need running backs because they only they have such a short shelf life. And it, and it, they're one of the highest valued commodities in your dynasty league as well. You know, that's something you all. If you have a solid good running back, you're always going to get a really good return. You know, you can trade Alvin Kamara. Just imagine it. Last couple of years, you take Alvin Kamara. You could trade Alvin Kamara for Odell Beckham. You know, yeah. you could trade Alvin Kamara for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Like, and nobody's going to be like, oh, you got bent over there and got got it to you. No. it's a, These running backs are worth their weight in gold because they're few and far between. Uh, so we all, it's a consensus here, three out of three, Josh Jacobs, 1-1. One, one. Would any of you guys have a problem with taking him 1-1 one, one in your rookie draft? Landing spot dependent. Landing spot dependent. I would be fine with it. If he goes to Philly, he goes to Tampa. Yep, I'd be totally fine with that. So Tampa, Philly, you'd be fine with that. Yep. Uh, the Bills, I'd feel I wouldn't feel as good about it. Yeah. The Bills, I don't think anyone would. Okay, but Raiders, uh, it would depend on the other players around him and where they land. But but I'd be open to that. Okay, all right, he'd be the guy there. He'd be utilized. Yeah, and that's oh, also yeah. in the passing game. Well, they do have Jalen Rashard mm-hmm. there. Said. So Takes some of that passing game away, but yeah, I think it, to me, dream scenario here. Well, barring against not the Chiefs, you know, that's out of, out of a realistic ones we mentioned is the Eagles. That's to me, that's that'd be great dream yep. scenario. Yep. All right, let's go to the number two guy here in the list, uh, David Montgomery, Iowa State, five foot ten, two hundred twenty two pounds, ran a four six three forty at the combine, but he had his pro day today. And actually, ran a four five, oh, which good. is drastically better. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out to me is his balance. I mean, this guy can take a licking and keep on ticking. I mean, this guy, I've seen him almost be up in the air sideways and come back down on his feet like a cat. This yep. guy just comes, his balance is awesome. Runs low, bounces off players. Uh, he's that bowling ball frame. His balance really reminded me of like when we really preached how much we love Cream Hunt. And one of the big things we really pressed on that was his balance. He has that kind of balance. That's what. That's the first thing that popped in my head of watching his tape. Uh, so it's kind of that kind of esque. He can cut laterally extremely well for a guy of his size. He pass protects well. Uh, he catches the ball very well, very well. Uh, his biggest thing to me, like when it comes to knock wise, is like his burst is very unimpressive. Like just bursting through the hole. That was that was the one thing that I saw him the most. Is it, it, he almost seems like a one speed type of runner. He doesn't have that second gear, and, and it's not it's not that he's slow. I just don't think he has like a second gear at all. You know what I mean? It's not. It's. I didn't see it. Yeah, I watched like eight games. Sure, I didn't see any second gear. So I, he he does well maneuvering. You know, in between the tackles and in the hole, he, he's very good at, at going laterally and getting through little little spots. But once he hits the open field, you want to see just a little click. You know, where where he where he's getting to that second 
level of the defense that he can kind of outpace some guys, but he just doesn't have that in my eyes. No, I didn't see it at all. No, but but everything else, I mean, every, literally everything else you want in a running back, he he has those traits. Um, will he will he be a true RB one ever? I don't know. Um, but but as far as I mean, even some of the things that that don't show up but will help NFL teams, like even his pass blocking, he's a very good blocker. He's, that will get him on the field. Yeah, he's willing. Best I've he's seen willing, he's willing to get in there and, and mix it up. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, he does all of the things you want. All the reports are he's an incredibly hard worker. No off the field issues. I mean, literally, he has everything except for he's just not explosive. Yeah, he's motivated. Like I, you know, I saw like a background on him where he came from and all that. Like he's a very motivated guy, uh, and I love his story. And like I said, his his vision, Matt, you mentioned that the way he hits the hole. His vision's really good. How mm-hmm. he seems to hit that right hole doesn't necessarily get skinny through the hole, but he hits the right hole. And honestly, when I, like watching the tape, because obviously with Hakeem Butler and David Montgomery, you can watch a lot of tape on Iowa State. Their offensive line wasn't that no. great so i saw him bounce outside a lot but i think that more said like something about his vision like how good his vision was like for example like trep richardson like if you say go run between <laughs> the a gap he's running between the a gap and that's it you know what i mean david montgomery a lot he'll, of times even if the a gap has got an offensive lineman in it he'll just run, he'll right, run into, right, right right up, into that right up in those butt cheeks son let me get up in there uh but he will bounce outside, right? He'll, he'll he he bounced outside a lot, but I think it's more so because of the holes and his lateral agility is fantastic. I mean, he's a very solid running back, carries the ball well, um, north south runner. Just kind of like I see him, I, I see him in a, I th- I see him being really good in that like Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara kind of role, right? Where he needs to be paired up with that explosive guy, you know, like him in Oakland with Jalen Richard. Would be a nice fit. That would be a nice fit. You know, I could so see that. Yep. I would like that fit for him, where he's going to get a lot of carries, still be asked to catch the football too, but have that guy when they need that explosive guy to get out there. Because to me, he's somebody. I know he, Garrett. You see, he's your number two rookie running back. Yep. Right now, right, Matt. You're torn between him and Miles Sanders. Yep. Yeah, he's my number three running back here. My number two, my clear cut number two is the next guy. Because here's the way I look at David Montgomery. And why I don't love David Montgomery. I like him. I think he's a talented running back. I think, like you said, he's got every, just about everything you want except for the explosiveness. But, I mean, that's a lot, too. I mean, so for him, he's going to be carry dependent. He's going to need a lot of carries he's to go good. along with those receptions. And it reminds me a little bit of, like, from a fantasy perspective, like early Mark Ingram, right? You know, talented, uh, can do things. A lot of things, but just he's not really scoring you a ton of fantasy points out here because I think some of that burst and explosiveness can hurt you at the next level. Definitely in the NFL, where everything closes a lot quicker. So even though he does have the good lateral agility, I I like that. But in the NFL, everybody's so much quicker, so it, mm-hmm. it takes it takes off a notch there. It doesn't help you as much. Now I think he could be on a team with a better offensive line where the holes could be there, which will help him a lot. But again, going to the next level of defenders, I, it's going to be hard for him. At times, and one of the things I noticed also, he he's not going to make anyone miss in the open field. He's not one of those guys that's going to be able to string together a couple moves and and make like a defensive back, like just juke out of it. You know, juke a defensive like Miles back. Sanders. Yeah, like Miles Sanders does. Yes, so um, he's going to have to earn everything. You know what I mean? He's going to have to earn every yard. He's going to take a pounding, I think, because once he gets in that second level, he's going to take a lot of hits from linebackers, a lot of hits from safeties, and you know all that wear and tear does eventually break a guy down as well. The one thing that I think will help though is he's he's slippery. Like it was it was interesting because he's not quick. You're absolutely like he's not quick, 
but guys rarely got like a head-on collision with him. He was always sliding. He was always like, I think that's going to help his longevity. Glancing in blows instead yes. of instead of the full on. Yeah, yeah all right. Because he has his, his lateral agility is that good, so he can get just out a little yeah. outside. But the thing, he's still getting brought down. He does he'll explode out of those breaks, right. but it does it help his balance helps. So he's always falling forward, right? Which is nice, right? But so we here, here. So my question here is though. When we draft these guys, when we look at these guys, you know, talent's great. We talk about guys all the time. Like John Ross gets t- drafted in the top ten. Those are great. These are all talented guys. But we always we always have to refrain ourselves and catch ourselves between guys that are talented at football and can definitely help an NFL team, but we're not looking for that here. We're looking for guys that are going to help our dynasty league team, you know, our dynasty team. And I see people out there have David Montgomery as their running back one. A lot of people out there have David Montgomery as their running back one. Where are we looking at him, like, right now, way too early, obviously, and the NFL draft is going to change a lot of this rookie concept by the time it rolls around here in a month. Where are you guys looking at him in draft right now? I mean, I mean, I'd feel comfortable at the end of the first round, you know, like 9, 10. First number popped in my head was 9, too. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are going to tell you that's silly. I, I think I'm a little higher on him. I would. I have four players that I really, really like. Anywhere after that, I'd be fine. So I don't think I could take him in the top four. But after that, I'd have no issue. I have four play per players too that I'm locked in. They're like I'm guaranteed on three receivers, running running yep, back, one being Jacobs. And then honestly, at this point, like I'd slide T.J. Hawkinson in there. It's right. I love guaranteed like five. Fant in the right situation. I know some of his drops and you know can be a concern there too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if I need a running back, we're gonna talk about another guy that I would, I would take ahead of him. So that probably helps the cause why you have him at nine. But I'm just concerned about like his fantasy production that's all you know what i mean that's all i'm concerned about is his fantasy production i think it's a solid running back i think it's a good running back but is he one of those running backs that get you like for an nfl team this is great 80 yards a game couple receptions you know like always like mid-range running back two numbers and if he doesn't score a touchdown you're screwed yeah which is which is great to have on your roster right, right. but like i'm not taking them top a five maker yeah you know what i mean i'm not taking them that high as that's where I'm at today. Let's see, let's see where he goes and where he schemes into. But like, there's concerns. I think he's a very good running back. I think he's very solid just about everything he does. Yep. But I think athletically wise, like he lacks something there that really says, okay, this is something to help me win a dynasty championship. And that's what I'm looking for in the first round. Like, who's going to give me upside? And some of these guys, like, I mean, honestly, like, I'd rather like, I know it's crazy, like, game on a guy like Terry McLaurin, who has such a high upside. Than a running back, and just wait again. Wait till next year when this running back class is gonna be super deep. Like, why am I gonna force a pick on somebody that I don't truly believe in? Like, you know, Terry McLaurin in New England, I believe in that. You know, that's a good spot. Terry McLaurin in Indianapolis, yeah, I like that a lot too. I believe in that. So we'll get there and we'll see. That's how I feel about David Montgomery. I'll probably be a lot lower. <laughs> it sounds like I don't like him. Probably a lot lower than most of the dynasty community, but like, I think he's just a solid running back. But I'm not in love with him. Solid but unspectacular in, in just in his you know just athleticism, unfortunately. And that's, yeah, that's kind of what it boils down to. I mean, did anybody love Mark Ingram the first five years of his career? No, right? I I owned him and I didn't love him. Yeah, nobody until did he that. broke out. <laughs> his mom barely sent him Christmas cards. Yeah. All right, so let's move on here. A rough go. Next guy, Miles Sanders, Penn State. Mm. All right, five foot eleven, two hundred eleven pounds, ran a four four nine forty. 6.893 cone and a 4.19 shorty 20 yard short shuttle shorty 
this is somebody who going into it, you know, in this year, I had, you know, I didn't watch any Miles Sanders tape. He's a one-year guy. I didn't really watch into it. I watched every one of his games. I watched every one of this guy's games. This is somebody that I just, I mean, he blew me away. Yeah. Honestly. This I, guy, I, I started really liking him. He's a top high school prospect, you know, who was stuck behind top, uh, behind Saquon Barkley. He was 2015 Mr. Football in Pennsylvania. It's a pretty big, mm-hmm. it's like when you win Mr. Ohio. I mean, there's good football players in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida. You know, that's a big time position there. Yes, big time honor. Yep. Got stuck behind Saquon Barkley, which obviously one of the best running backs to come out in forever. And this is somebody who only had 200. We're talking about, you know, Josh Jacobs. He only had 276 carries, right? Really good vision. Great lateral movement, man. His balance is great. Sharp, really sharp, fast cuts. Catches the ball well. His routes are really like, eh, you know, like real. I know he catches the ball well, but anybody says, hey, this guy can run a good route. Like I saw, I saw, I was reading the scouting report. And he's like, he runs really good routes. I'm like, what the hell were you watching? Like, <laughs> and again, they're not bad routes. They're lazy routes. Sure. Like they're rounded and they're just, they're really lazy routes, but he catches the ball. Well, it's a running back running routes. It's not a wide receiver. That's why vision's good. Hits the hole really, really well. Uh, always moving up field. Even if it's a short game, uh, can run between the tackles very well for, you know, obviously as a size there, not terrible in pass protection. Uh, like some guys I see, he works at it. I think he can get better with some good coaching there. Uh, certainly tries, and he can be a little bit aggressive there. And you can coach up that technique. But what we were talking about earlier, David Montgomery can't do an open field. Miles Sanders does exceptionally well. I mean, this guy in open field is dynamite. He can string together moves. He can hurdle over guys. He can do a lot of things to make people miss. And and one of the things I really liked about him was, was just the way he was so patient Like and, and – there's a saying like you're slow to the hole but quick through it, and that's that's really how I came away. The biggest impression I got of the guy was that you know he he'll put he'll push it he'll push it he'll push it he's and he's going kind of slow like one of the Le'Veon Bell type of thing. And then as soon as he saw the hole, he burst right through it, and he has got the the top end athleticism to really to pop. You know what I mean? It it, it pops off the, the the film pretty pretty quickly. Again, one of these guys that just like Josh Jacobs gets a foot in the ground and gets upfield quick. Yeah, I like him. I like him quite a bit as well. Not quite as much as you guys do, but I would I would give him a comparison. I'm not saying he's going to have the production of this guy, but he reminds me of of Shady McCoy some in the way that Shady ran the ball between the tackles. He had some moves. He has the cuts. He has the the ability. I I like what I see from him, and he's definitely. I think the entire dynasty community has moved him up over the past two or three months from a guy that was you know maybe a running back ten maybe running back 12 to, I think, almost unilaterally, he's in the top five for everybody now. Watching that tape. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, remember, Shady, too, is like a good comp where we're starting off, even by the time the dynasty draft rolled around, I mean, Shady was the number four back in that class for a lot of people, behind Sean Moreno, uh, beside uh, Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells and uh, the guy from the Colts. Donaldson right? or Don, uh, Donald, Donald Brown. Donald Brown Donald from the Colts. Brown, yeah. I mean, those were the first like three guys for consensus, you know, out there. And then he had the rec- Michael Crabtree. Was it not Crabtree? It was whatever. Uh, yeah, it wasn't Crabtree. It was something. I else. mean, I remember in our rookie draft way back then, he went number six, Shady McCoy. Yeah. Was, and speaking of Macklin, that was a Jeremy Macklin draft. That was Jeremy Macklin. Matt Stafford draft yep. as well. Um, to me, yeah. I, I think Shady I, had like a weird thing where he, he had like the flu right before he did all his uh, like combine or pro day or something like that. So he law he dropped like fifteen pounds or something crazy. Ran kind of ran kind of bad and everything. So he had like an odd 
pre-draft uh, run-up okay. there, Shady McCoy, if memory serves me. I mean, if Sanders ends up the same thing, any of those teams we mentioned before, I'm pretty happy with it. He's somebody that I just I, – even I saw some scouting reports that said, oh, well, he likes to run into the back of his lineman a lot too. So, like – Sometimes I like I like to read scouting reports, then watch the tape to again to see to see some things. So I was looking for that. I didn't see that. Like I didn't know what they were. Like I saw two different guys write that, and I was like, I don't really. I didn't see that a lot. I didn't. I definitely Did didn't you? see that. No. Mm-hmm. No. Like I I I saw his patience behind the line, and then him hit the right hole more times than not, and actually gain yards more times than not. Right. And it and a team that, I mean, let's face it, Penn State was solid last year but i think a lot of it had to do with miles sanders here not a lot of tread on his tires extremely talented to me he's locked in as my number two running back again if josh jacobs is tier one for me right now mike miles sanders is in a tier two all by himself like to me if i'm debating between david montgomery and my dynasty team and miles sanders it's miles sanders by a large margin like if i need like say say it's an okay scenario where miles sanders goes to the raiders or shit, even the Bills. I don't even care. You know, and I need a running back. I'm totally okay with taking Miles Sanders at five. Like, totally okay with it. Like, I wouldn't take him ahead of Hakeem Butler, A.J. Brown, Josh Jacobs, or Nikhil Harry. Like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But if I, I need a running back, I'm okay with taking him at five. I think I finally solved my dilemma of who's two and who's three because I feel like I would I would feel fine doing that also. So I guess that in has de facto has made up my mind as far as – I think that Miles is is just a better prospect. He's got, I think, a better athletic profile uh, for the next level, and he's just more explosive. I mean, look at that. Let's take a step back here again, right? So, why do we do this? Why do we even play this game? To to score fantasy points, yeah. to score yeah, and high upside players. So, like, yeah. yep. if you're gonna gamble on a guy like DK Metcalf who has a high upside, let's look at the you know opposite here of a, a running back that has high upside, where the tape looks good, right? Yep. We all, the three of us consensus the tape looks pretty good, yeah. right? Absolutely. Where we're sitting here somewhat worried about David Montgomery's like big playability. I'm not worried about that, Miles Miles Sanders. So when I look at it from a fantasy perspective, Miles Sanders get even less carries than David Montgomery. And he could, I feel like he can outproduce from a fantasy perspective a guy like David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery's lifeline in Dynasty will be his PPR points. I yeah, think that's gonna be, be his li- that's gonna be his lifeline. If David if he can do a system where he can catch six to seven balls a game. Or, I mean, say, say six to seven targets. I don't want to say seven ball catch that right. much. Sure. That's that's a lot. But if he can catch, come away at fifty to sixty-five catches a game, that will make that's that's, that's what. what oh, you're wrong on David Montgomery. So I want to put that out there. That that's something I believe he can do. And I think that will be his literally his saving grace. Miles Sanders, I think he can catch the football well. I think he actually get a lot better at that. I think he was actually even underutilized at Penn State in catching the football. He caught twenty four balls last year. Yeah, so. I thought I think he was underutilized yeah. in that aspect. I think he's somebody where the sky's the limit. You know, what I mean, like not Alvin Kamara, but like you know, same thing. Untapped potential here for a running back. I like him a lot. I was literally, I I watched tape of him after right before I watched Gerald Henderson. And there's like two games I didn't watch of Miles Sanders. Like I got or maybe maybe more than that. I think it was like I think it was like 10 games in or something. I couldn't stop watching his tape. I was turning I watched a Miles Daryl Henderson game. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to go back and watch another game." I got I just want to watch one There's got to be something I'm missing. Here. You know, there's got to be something why this guy's not like out there. And I don't know if anybody else doesn't just see it or not, but like I'm a believer. Call me the monkeys cuz I'm a believer. <laughs> I, I think this was definitely a scenario as the combine should, where he had a good combine and it forced people to say, 
okay, I need to take another look at this tape because he had really good numbers. And then you watch the tape and you're like, that's justified. Yeah, his I three get cone it. is twenty. It all yeah, it all absolutely. shows here. Like yeah. it all everything he did. The count. You're right. It showed here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's somebody like again. We have, we we have, there's always some guys that come that get bumps up after we start digging the tape. Kareem Hunt again was a prime example. Everybody in the dice community was not that high in Kareem Hunt, and we we're like, dude, this guy is going to be a stud. I feel the same way about Sanders. I do. I feel like he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Like to a point where face low end running back one with the opportunity to be a high end, like a mid range running back one. Like if he finishes a top three fantasy running back, like I wouldn't come away like, Ooh, I didn't see that coming. You know, just on some years and the situation, if he's on the chiefs or I'm not sure, I didn't mean the chiefs, but if he's on the Eagles, he's going to be utilized in a passing game who they're desperately looking. Somebody get the ball in the passing game as well. And he give you that three down running back. I mean, if Josh Jacobs goes to the bills and miles Sanders goes to the Eagles, hell, even the Bucks and Bruce Arians offense. Like to me, honestly, from a fantasy perspective, that'd be a lot closer up there. You know, would you take I, him over him? Would you take him over Josh Jacobs? I tried not to talent trumps all. Right. And obviously, you know, LaShawn McCoy, Thurman Thomas, running backs can see in Buffalo. I'm not worried about that. And honestly, I think, I think it's blown up a little bit. I think Josh Allen, Allen can actually help a running back. Cause I think he oh, yeah, he's open a, lot, a lot of things up for him. Like definitely a lot of, you know, Op, not options necessarily in the NFL. But, you know, I think he opens option. Yeah, I think he opened a lot of things up. And honestly, I like what they're doing in Buffalo. I like what you know the, some of the receivers they have in there. I, I I'm not really that down on Buffalo to be honest with you, but to me, that's a it, it brings a lot closer to that tier, I guess, because of the opportunity in the system. He'd close the gap. Exactly. Gotcha. So again, I mean, I'm putting my stand, but you have him as your running back four. Yeah, he's he's right there with Henderson. They're they're both kind of in that same spot. So three four. Right and he's there. your running back two now, Matt. Right. It's been confirmed. Yeah, he's he's bumped up to my number two. Yeah, give me some, give me some of that <laughs> air, air mail. That thing I'm stuck with. Yeah, right man, hey. I'm left out. Yeah, you're left out. No high fives for you. Sorry. Let's move on to your number three guy though. Let's okay. break him down. Let's hear Matt and I's opinion and see if he's our number three. Right, <clears throat> Daryl Henderson out of Memphis, five foot eight, two hundred eight pounds. Uh, ran a four four nine forty. This is somebody that. Um, when coming in early, our way too rankings, like I said, oh, I kind of like Henderson. I had him in my top 12 in my rookie draft, you know, like way too early drafts because <clears throat> I look at the stats. I watch some film that's like more highlight film than anything else. And you like what he does. But he's somebody now, I'm just going to say, like the more I dug into his tape, the more I became disinterested, to sure. be honest with you. You're talking about Darren Henderson, first team All-American with 1,909 rushing yards. 22 touchdowns on 214 carries for an 8.9 average. He was so close to being the first running back to ever average nine yards per carry. Like, that's how good of a year he had. 19 receptions for 295 yards and three touchdowns. And I'm going to say this, too. Out of all those yards, I swear half of those came versus UCF. I mean, the guy had, like, 18 80-yard runs. It was disgusting. He's a dynamic runner with smooth cuts, good balance, very shifty, gets his pads low, um, terrible in pass protection, wasn't yeah. used at all. I mean, his pass protection so, like, <laughs> it's such a lackluster, like, no, don't touch my quarterback. It's like if you just started dating a girl, like, you known her for five months, and you just made it, like, Facebook official, and then, like, a, the next day a model asks to sleep with you, and you're like, no, that way. 
Like that's his past protection. That's how he says no. 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 I'm committed to this. Like his past protection to me, like guys, when, guys do, tried. Me, do me a favor and don't hit the quarterback. <laughs> he barely tried. I mean, he wasn't even asked to do it much because no. he, I think it was just so bad. But I mean, just square up, dude. I mean, like his past protection was terrible. Um, the thing, the thing that I think the the whole the whole reason behind that is I don't I don't think he's that overly powerful do you know what i mean like he's he can't he can't stand up to the rush he can't he can't move a pile he's not that kind of runner he's not that kind of that running back you know what i mean he, he's just not a powerful little stout running back that you yeah, would he's five foot eight he's, he's not a power runner and i know those yards are big and i know it's intriguing but all those big runs he was literally barely touched if he was touched at all i mean and i'm not even joking like yeah. There's one big run he had. I wish I remember what game was. I went back and watched the same play three times because I thought he was like, I was like, oh, there it is. I was looking for a run where he, where he bounced off a couple people. I was like, oh, there it is. He bounced off two guys. And it turns out the two guys, defenders actually hit each other, and he just got through the hole. Um, but, yeah, Matt, go on with what he doesn't do. No, I, no, I mean, I think I think he's, a, he's an interesting guy in some respects because he does catch ball. He catches the ball well. They had him, they had him lined up as wide receiver. They kind of moved, moved him all around. So for me, that, that, that side of it is intriguing. But I guess I just don't know where how he's going to fit, and, and that, that makes him a little bit more draft-dependent as far as, as where I'm going to rank him. You know what I mean? i got to see what systems he's going to be in, see how they're going to utilize him. Very system-dependent. Be- because he's not a guy that, that you can just plug and play in anywhere. He's gotta, I think he's going to be more of a complimentary back, which we have plenty of, of, of people that do that that are you know PPR-specific running backs that, that have a lot of value. So I, yeah, I, I'm not – Yeah, Exactly. I'm not, I'm not like pushing this guy aside, but – He's not in the same level uh, as some of these other guys, like a la, you know, Josh Jacobs and, and Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. Just from that, from the respect that I think those guys can succeed as more of an early down or three down type of backs. So this guy is going to be a little bit more, I think, pigeonholed for me as of now. As of now, anyway. I think I'll I'll have to be the uh, the truther here for Henderson. All right. Uh, I and I and I get some of the concerns that you guys have, and I definitely see that, but. Uh, not only did he almost average nine yards a carry, 8.9 in his junior year, he did the same thing in his sophomore year. So it wasn't just a, a fluke and he had a great offensive line that year or whatever. Um, I mean, he is a he is absolutely a dynamic runner. When he finds the hole, he hits it fast. I mean, he, he gets there he's a, he's, fast. He's a, big, he's a big-time explosive player. Yes, big-time. Extremely explosive. If he, gets, if he gets a landing spot, and I do agree that I do think he's somewhat landing spot dependent, he gets a good offensive line, he'll hit that hole fast, and you're going to have a hard time getting him down once he gets in the open field because he's he's shifty. Um, the the one thing I did say I did see, um, whereas we saw with with Sanders and we saw with Montgomery with with some of the lateral ability, he seemed to just be fast enough where he kind of more ran around guys more than he like shifted and make a made a good cut right so i I agree with that i saw that a lot yeah so it wasn't like he was like oh that was a great move it was just like i'm faster faster. than you you're not going to get an angle on me type of thing yeah yeah so i saw a lot of that but he's absolutely a home run hitter i mean he had 22 rushing tds and then he also had three more through the air so i mean he has a nose for the end zone and once he gets an open field he's going to be dynamic so yes it, it is definitely somewhat just landing spot dependent but if he finds that good landing spot, woo, he could have a monster rookie year. He's a big play running back with terrific cutting ability. 
terrific. My question mark is, how are you going to get him on the field? And how often is he actually going to be utilized in the NFL? We mentioned earlier, he's not a, he's not a, so he's not a third down running back. I know he can catch the ball okay, but he can't pass protect for the life of him. Right. So that limits his opportunities on third downs right out the gate. Like right out the gate, that limits him a little bit as a first and second down runner. He's not a grinder, so he's not going to be in there in goal line carries. You're not going to look for him to get you about one to two yards either. He's not going to move the pile. He's not there. Um, so how many opportunities is he going to be there for him? I mean, he's five foot eight, 208 pounds. I mean, to me, he's like you squish Reggie Bush and Jack Wiz Rogers together, and you get, you get a little bit of like Daryl Henderson. Um, I wish there. you had some more Reggie Bush. I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost see just Jack Wiz Rogers. So, I mean, to me, he's not he's not aggressive enough is the way I look at it. Like, he's not – like again, I've, I've I like seen. his one-cut ability, but playing at Memphis, like there's a lot more open sure. field for him sure. there in the flat. Like, he yeah. saw a lot of open field there. Like, again – I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, you we can sit here and hark on his yardage and his touchdowns all day long, which are great stats. I mean, the quarterbacks in Hawaii threw for eight thousand yards. <laughs> I don't even know we're playing the NFL. It was it would have been more impressive if some of those big runs were like broken, broken tackles. tackles. Yeah. I mean, they're all on. I mean, literally on. Just watch his guys. I mean, I watch a lot of tape. It's a lot of them are just literally untouched eighty yard. All you have to do is just watch a UCF yeah. game. That's I, it. I mean, he's not as fast as this guy, but the style of play reminds me a lot of of Chris Johnson. That's that's what I see now. I don't think he's going to be as as good for fantasy as Chris Johnson I like that was. Kind of, I like I like I know, but I like like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Same thing because Chris just Chris Johnson wasn't doing anything for he you unless you rush a big run. Yeah, but. How again? Chris Johnson was a first round pick. He was for a couple of years. Then he then he tailed off real quick. I don't know the NFL. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. So like, Daryl Henderson. You know what I mean? Like, no, where is he no. getting drafted? What team? Third, fourth, fourth, probably fourth round. Yeah. So it's like I just here's the thing. I just don't see him being on the field a ton. Like I, I like Matt said. I see him being a situational running back with big playability. But again, in your dynasty lineup, how I mean, how often are you starting a guy like that? Right, that's yeah. big playability that can get down. You know what I mean? Like, how many are you going to your week on Sunday? Going, okay, I got Daryl Henderson there. He's good. He's good for a sixty-five yard touchdown run because when he does it, it's great. You know, and I, I know I use this analysis or comparison a lot. It's like Daryl, you know, Deshaun Jackson early. You know, like right, yeah, great big time receiver, but he's catching two footballs for eighty yards and like, but not every game. So it's right if he doesn't make that big catch, you're screwed. Right, and the thing, yeah, if you get if you get a hold of once he gets to that hole, there's a defender there. Daryl Henderson's going, you know, he's going down. Right. You know, yeah. It's not, he's not powering through anybody. He's, he, he didn't show that on tape anyway. And I want to see how that, again, I go back in the NFL, it's a little bit different where those holes close a lot quicker. It's true. And the hole that is open and he does get through it really quick. Well, all of a sudden now, every, which is great because he gets through the hole and that's where you get your four yards, four and a half yards per carry, which is great. But then there's somebody there and then you're down. So like a lot of those big plays disappear a lot sooner. I don't know what you're standing saying with a good offensive line, mm-hmm. and that's for any running back. To me, there's a lot of worry when it comes to Daryl Henderson. I feel where he's going to go in most leagues. It's probably going to be first round, late first round of some rookie drafts that people are going to like his numbers. Say, yeah, um, I'm rather just gramble on a tight end or a receiver in this draft. And I'm going to say that for most of these running backs going forward right, at this point. Right, absolutely. I'm gambling on guys like Terry McLaurin, Irv Smith, um, let's see where Foster McGrow goes at tight end. You know what I mean? Let's see where some of these Our guys Sega go. Sega Whiteside. I love yeah, his you know, Andy Isabella. I mean, we, we can go on about like receivers that have upside. 
when it comes to fantasy production, that might be equal to greater than a guy like Daryl Henderson where he's going to go. There's some question marks here with him. For a guy that I liked early on, I've taken a step back. Definitely. Big step back, I think. Where do you have him in your rank? Like, just way too early. Obviously, we still got what you. Like, I'm more excited now to get dig into Damian Harris, which I think he'll come higher than Daryl Henderson. Um, Tyquel, uh, who was it, Tyquel? Oh, Ryquel uh, Armstead? Ryquel. Yeah, Ryquel. Kind of, yeah. A lot of guys just call him Rock. Yeah, and everybody's. I had that, uh, my dyslexia was calling Nikhil Harry, Keneal Harry for the whole episode. Everybody's like, dude, it's Nikhil. I'm like, I know. People had a good time with that. They said they're going to do a drinking game. <laughs> they said they're going to die. Every time, every time you mess it up, they're going to take a shot. That's, that's fun. So I like Daryl Henderson again, but to me, I'm worried about the fantasy production here. And, you know, five foot eight, not terrible, but not great. I got, Where would he rank for you right now? Um, I would put him behind Ronnie Anderson. I would take him. Huh. Uh, just because of upside, Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. So as of right now, but again, I still have to watch more tape on like sure. Alex Barnes. And it. here's the thing. I have him right now at number four, but I have more tape to watch. And I can see like Damian right. Harris jumping him. I can see Alex Barnes potentially jumping him. You you put me on Madison. I got to watch it. Like, yeah. I watched some limited tape on him that you showed me. And I was like, ooh, I like this. Yeah. He's, I can see he's him, fun to watch. He's I can see him watch. jumping him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like he's four now. Out of the running backs, but I have a lot of receivers ahead sure. of him. I have a oh, lot. I have yeah, three absolutely. tight ends at the minimum ahead of him. So he's clear to me. Like he's the kind of guy you gamble on. Like if you need a running back, like mid second round. Yeah, right. That's I, that's how I see him. Like this draft is shallow anyway. So like if I'm taking him, I'm taking him. Like I feel good about the pick. Like anywhere from like two six to two twelve. He, you know? he's at least number five for me, and probably nowhere to go but down. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Unfortunately, he has nowhere to go but down. And he's a lot of people are gonna love him, but. No fair to him. This whole running back class can go eat a eat a D. Well, uh, honestly, I was Dairy Queen. I mean, Matt Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen, of yeah. course. <laughs> I was Queen. talking with a buddy today, and he's like, "How many how many running backs would you take in the first round?" And I was like, "I can say confidently two, two. Uh, maybe two. maybe I could see at like eleven and twelve taking some of these guys, but I mean, Look, I, I, here's a fa- here's the thing. Two. Right, if you ask me right now, how many running backs would you take in the first round? I'd say two. After the NFL draft, it's going to change. Gonna be yeah, it'll story. be three or four. Yeah, yeah, because we need running backs. When will those teams get some of these guys? There's four because we have the Bucks, the Bills, the Eagles, the Raiders, all the running backs. Essentially, the these teams need running backs. Yeah. yeah right. Again, here's the thing, though. Here's here's the thing I want you guys to remember going to the draft, too. I think any of these running backs. So guys that get drafted in a fourth, fifth round by the Bills or the you know like that. People like, oh, yeah, they're a starter. We saw that with Steve Slayton in Houston that one year. Was, when this 2020 class comes out, and now they take a running back in the late first or the second round, those guys are getting bumped. Yeah, they're gone. They're got bumped. So I want you to be so if the guy is put into a good situation, like Daryl Henderson, right, on the Raiders, or the, you know, who it's a good spot. I'm taking him in the first round, but he was drafted in the fifth round of the draft. Be very aware how deep this class is going to be in 2020. What happened to Chris Carson with, with Rashad Penny last year? But he held him off. First, but, no, he held he him did. off. He did for now, but, but that same type of concept happened. Exactly. So just be aware. There's there's. This 2020 class is going to be about 10 deep at talented running backs. And anybody that you take here, they're drafted in like the fifth round or so. And they're not drafted in the third round or the, anything from the fourth round lower. To me, they're ex- easily expendable. Hell, even the third round. Let's fit, you know what I mean? Because then all of a sudden you're in a situation where now all of a sudden the Raiders take so and so in the first round because they got 18 first round picks. So they trade, you know what I mean? Then you're in trouble. So just keep that, just keep that in mind when the rookie ref. Put that little note in the back of your head. You know, it might look good now, won't be as good in 2020. 
Let's move on to Rodney Anderson out of Oklahoma. Six foot, 224 pounds. Um, this is a guy that's been totally plagued with injury. Matter of fact, he's been injured three out of the four years he was at Oklahoma. Only had one solid whole year pretty much, and that was in um, 2017 where he played 13 yep. games, uh, 188 carries for 1,161 yards, 13 touchdowns, 17 receptions for 281 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, in 2015, he played one game, broke his leg. And that following spring, fractured his vertebrae, missed a whole year. Comes back in 2017, plays the whole year. Looks pretty solid, right? Mm, oh, yeah. It looks really good. I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, let's face it. It's the only tape you can watch. It is. Is this 2017 tape. Mm-hmm. I watched his first game versus uh, in 2018. Who was it versus uh, uh, Liberty or something like that? I don't know. It was, it, 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 let me get the game log up here. Yeah, it was some. I watched this one game in there too, but I mean, only tape you literally can watch is twenty seventeen tape. Because right. in his second game, he's got FAU. That, that's what. Yeah. Yep. In his second game in twenty eighteen, he's tore his ACL. So we're talking about a fractured vertebrae. We're talking about an ACL. We're talking about a broken leg. All in college, and injuries don't get better. Nothing when no. these serious injuries he has go here. Um. So he's somebody that, you know, in 20, 2018, he's somebody that had. A lot of touchdowns altogether. You know, I mean, he had 21 touchdowns and 217 carries. That means 10.3% of his carries went for a touchdown. I mean, he looks good running the football. My biggest not going to run the football is he runs upright too much. You know, he's that long body. He runs way too upright for me. Doesn't help him when I'm worried about for somebody that get, like it's already injury prone. He's taking big shots. Yeah, but. it's like, dude, the way you run, like you're gonna get hurt again. Like. Slow, slow your roll, but he's got good size. Six foot, two twenty four. He's got really good size. He's got he's got everything you want when you watch him. He's got everything you want from an NFL style running back, a three down NFL style running back. The biggest issue is we already went over it are, are the injuries because this guy can catch the ball really naturally. I like I like his ability to to another guy that can move nicely in a hole and, and get extra yards and and really just you know be a, between the tackle guys or bounce it to the outside. He's got the speed and everything to get out. Oh of the yeah, outside. I take him dancing. His hips are loose. Yeah, very loose. That's a that's, that's actually a very good point. He does have loose hips, and some guys you know you can tell they can barely move. They're real stiff, but he's not one of these guys. He's got he's got almost I don't want to say jelly legs, but he he can really get in and out of breaks nicely. Yeah, I, I would have him – it would be a tough battle between him and Jacobs if it weren't for the injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he he's right up there. But with the injuries, I, I have him at five, and I don't feel great about it. Like, I, I almost worry that I should have him lower. I love, I love the potential, but it, it's devastating when you constantly, year after year, you have those guys on your fantasy team that are constantly hurting you because they're, they're just not playing. Yeah, he's a gamble. He's, a, he's one of these guys that's going to make – somebody really happy i feel like for like two years because they nailed their second round pick do you know what i mean and and he he's one of these guys if you take a chance on him and he hits it's going to be a big hit and it's going to be one of the it's going to be you double dipped you got two great players because you got an excellent guy in at the at the beginning of the first round and you got this lottery ticket at the you know top end of the, the second round and you really propelled your team in the short term. I, I think I'm streaming high because I think if Randy Anderson lands in any of the spots we said, I think he's going to lock himself into the first round. Like I think he will because I think that narrative is going to carry itself over. Um, I like the way he catches the football. Yeah. I do that. I'm not overly in love with his pass protection. Uh, it's pretty passive, if you ask me. Like, it's not – like, mm-hmm. 
I don't really see Agreed. even a lot of effort there, honestly. Uh, in his uh, in his running build, like again, the way he runs the football and his pass protection are my biggest. Besides the injuries, those are my biggest concerns on that. Besides that, he's just an overall very solid runner, and he's somebody too where I feel like I feel like he's gonna have a bet. Like I think the year, I feel like you said your two year like oh like a two year window would be happy. I don't feel like that year is really necessarily going to be 2019. Come off the ACL injury. You know, we see it all the time. These guys come up. They don't really come out and just – even Todd Gurley, right. Right? right? They're not – I think 2020 his year. I think I think if you're going to gamble on Rodney Anderson, I think the time to gamble on him would be let somebody else draft him a little bit higher and then make, a, for him. make a move for him during the 2020 class. Let the 2020 class build up really big. And then, hey, you you know, say somebody takes him at like 111, you know, in this draft. And then when a 2020 class really starts to game steam, and I don't think Rodney Anderson has like I, – I honestly don't think come down just is fantastic in 2019. And you make a move for him maybe with a, a deep – like a mid-range 2020 second yeah. might get it done. Again, maybe. This isn't a back – you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there like on value-wise. Every league is different. You never know who's in value. What When we say values, it's kind of like a broad spectrum because – and you could say easily for one league and somebody else is going to value him completely different. Right. <clears throat> so I'm worried about him in 2019. Just over, like, I like him as a runner, but just overall as a, just a prospect. You know, this is a guy who couldn't even train for the, like, he couldn't even do anything for the combine. Right. For Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like, so how, is, how, how, how much is he really going to come here in 2019 to help an NFL team? He has to get back in football. He has to be football ready. So I think he's going to be a little bit more lackluster in 2019 wherever he goes. Regardless, I think he's a good player that I like, and I do like that upside. And like you said, if I, don't, I even with his 2017 tape and he what never got hurt, I still think I would still have Jacobs in a different tier than him. Regardless, really, me personally, me personally, honestly, I like Miles Sanders tape. Like if I just went one year, which all you have is Miles Sanders versus his 2017, I would take Miles Sanders over Rodney Anderson personally. Well, the hard part too is is how much did he benefit from having that incredible offense with Baker Mayfield? That and offensive line, that offensive yep. line was great. Yep, right. And you're right. He had Baker Mayfield there. Yeah, you're right. And that was a really, that was really a good, good offense. That's a really good offense, which even opens up more things yeah. for him as well. So it definitely made him look impressive, though. He does, and he looked good. I mean, the tape's the tape. You know, what I mean, it doesn't matter what you still have to produce on a good offense. So I liked the tape. Um, I have him as running back number. I take him over Ronnie Anderson. You know, so I have him as my running back four. You mean, I mean, Daryl Henderson. Henderson. I have him as my running back four number overall. And I could see him, you know, on the opposite of Daryl Henderson, staying right in that. You know, maybe a guy jumps him that maybe like one of these guys I'm going to watch jumps him, but it's going to be hard probably at the same time because the upside is there. But again, I'm looking to hit Ronnie Anderson as more of a 2020 prospect. But at the same time, again, if the 2020 class is so deep, then why not just right. wait for the 2020 class? So for me, if it comes down to Rodney Anderson, and I really need a running back, and again, I'm going to keep throwing his name out here because I think when we get to receivers, this is something I'm going to be like talking up. We have two good, really good Iowa tight ends. I think we have two really solid Ohio State receivers. A guy like Terry McLaurin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to gamble high, why not just take the receiver and I'll go running back next year? Wasn't it Bucky Brooks or uh, Daniel Jeremiah? One of those guys had McLaurin going in the first round of the Colts today. Did they? Yeah. And, See, and their mock oh, draft had him in the first round. Groups. And I know for Ohio State's Pro Day, uh, they didn't say who, obviously, but an NFL person said, be ready day one, have your phone on day one. One NFL team told him that. So we'll see. So he's somebody I That's bet. That's interesting. You know, it's, he's, you know he's going to fall into. Here's the thing with McLaurin, and I'm saying it now. He's going to fall in the category when he gets drafted where he gets drafted. 
he's going to get bumped up every boards. Because, you know, some people, when they do their rookie drafts, they just go off of where they're drafted. Yeah, where they're the drafted. So he's somebody to me, after just being like in Ohio State, like watching Paris Campbell, those guys I, I watched back first, like I've loved it. The guy, we've said this, what, last week? The guy's done nothing but get better and yep. better and better from his pro day to the senior bowl, everything. It's just he's done nothing but skyrocket up the boards. And not because he's fast, because of what he can do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at Ronnie Anderson or a guy like Terry McLaurin, hell, even a guy like Debo Samuel, you know what I mean? Like, um, if I'm going to gamble, that might be where the gamble is. Now, again, we all need running backs, but I don't think you're going to get a ton out of Ronnie Anderson in 2019. So... Let's get our last guy here, shall let's, we? Let's let's pump it out here. Devin Singletary, Florida Atlantic, five foot seven, two hundred three pounds, ran a four six six forty seven point three two three cone, four point four twenty yard shuttle. Now this is a guy who scored a ton of touchdowns, sixty six touchdowns in three years, thirty two in twenty seventeen alone, which led all of college football. 22 and 18, and he had came away with one receiving touchdown, too, to give him a 67 career touchdown in college in three years. Catches the ball pretty well. Um, but his receptions decreased all three years, which was weird. I mean, his last year, they only had six. Right. Which- no, this is one of the things, the one of the knocks on him, I think, because I watched him. I even went back and watched the, his combine performance, and to me, he's one of those guys that lets the ball get into his body a little bit on catches and, and has some like double clutch moments where he, he doesn't look as natural catching the ball, which is, is a little bit disappointing and I think limits his upside somewhat. Um, limits his upside a ton. Yeah. A ton. Because I mean, he, he is a smaller guy. L- luckily for him, I think he plays bigger. He's one of these guys that's, you know, five foot whatever what is he five seven 203 pounds that plays a little bit bigger than that he's the opposite of his frame like he's like a yeah in between, he's like a volume kind of runner and like a, a a change of pace shifty kind of body right he, he plays faster i think than his time speed and he plays bigger than his size he's very elusive but not fast um so it's one of those things where to me i wish I wish Devin's uh, or Darrell Darrell uh, Daryl Henderson had a little bit more of Devin Singletary's in his game. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, a little bit ran with a little bit more aggression and stuff like that. And 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 but getting back to Devin Singletary, it, it I have a hard time finding where he's going to fit. Here's the big thing. Ready? All right, he's five foot seven, guys. All right, he's five foot seven, two hundred three pounds. Why do I say that? Because there's been there's literally been no running backs that are five foot seven that have been really good. The best five foot seven running back, Maurice Jones Drew, is the best five foot seven. Find me another one besides that that aren't specialists in pass catching football, which is what not what Devin Singletary just said does not do well. Darren Sproles, five six. Uh Tree Cohen, five foot six. Deion Lewis, five foot seven. And, all these guys catch passes. And Dion, Dion, yeah, so, so you're picking up what I'm saying here, right? So Deion Lewis, five foot seven. What's he do best? Catch, none of these guys besides MJD. And here's the difference: MJD was 207 pounds and he ran a 4.39. Okay, so that's the difference between five seven and him and MJD. But and, I mean, and I, he got bigger in the NFL. He was there was no way he was playing at the NFL level. If you saw how big that dude got, yeah, he got guys. real bit. He got real. Th- he wasn't 207. No. So I kept. I found that I, I went down a rabbit hole with this, trying to like back this up. Where I went through, I was trying to find running backs that were just five foot seven. It's only MJ, like in the history, like if you're going back 10 years, 
There's not many guys. The smallest guys are Quiz Rogers and Darren Sproles, a 5'6", yeah. and Tariq Cohen. Those are the smallest running backs. Devontae like, Freeman's pretty small, but I don't think he's that small. He's probably like 5'8". I'm telling you. 5'8", 5'9", something like that, yeah. For success rate, but again, even something Doug Martin, 5'9". You know, these smaller guys, like, that's why I have that 5'10 that threshold. I mean, you can get to Barry Sanders, 5'8", but Fan, Barry Sanders is a one-in-a-generation oh, kind of running. Special. You know what I mean? So yeah, he was special. To me, when you take a guy, you take his size – and he's five foot seven, two or three, who does not catch the football overly well, which I think he needs to do to be successful at the NFL, who's not overly fast at all. I mean, he ran a four, six, six. His three cones, terrible. Yeah. You know, which I thought, you know, because when I'm watching tape, like I thought some of his laterally lateral movement and balance was like and that's why i thought he, he played faster than his time speed yeah like i thought it looked better than like if you read that three cone you're like oh this guy doesn't have that much lateral ability but i thought on the tape like yeah. the one thing i liked was his lateral ability and balance sure. i think if i'm gonna take anything away from him that's what i like but i mean again you're talking about a guy we we talk about guys that they didn't have a lot of carries right and they didn't have a lot of hits this is a guy who had a lot of hits 765 touches in three years on that little body. That is a lot. Now, we'll say this for him. He takes hits well. Yeah. Like, his lateral ability saves him a lot. He gets just outside. I can't remember what player we talked about this, either last year or two years ago. The same thing. Like, he never took a hit, like, head-on ever. Right. Like, I do see that with Singletary a lot. He takes hits really well for a guy his size. Like, he just gets outside just enough where he doesn't take that big blow. But for me... His size, and he's not going to be a volume guy at all, like at all. So he's going to be a situational guy, just like anybody else has been his size forever. Unfortunately, he fall in the NFL. He's going to fall into one of these categories where he's not a lead back, he's not a pass catching back. So what is he? He's Jacquez Rogers. Is he your third running back on your team? And like he's going to be a special team type of guy running down the field on special teams a bunch. And to me, that's that's useless for fantasy football. That's not. I mean, you got to wait for like two injuries for this guy to get. Just say say what you did just a second ago. Which one? It started with the U. Useless in fantasy football. Fantasy football. That's how I came away with it. Did, Gary, you haven't said anything about him yet. Give us your yeah. Take uh, honestly, I haven't piped up much here because I, I was super underwhelmed when I watched him. Um, I've seen a lot of guys that that have him higher than I do. I have him at RB nine and he's trending downward for me. Mm-hmm. The more I watch, uh, there, there's no elite traits. Um, at least with some of these other guys, there, there, there's good elite traits or they're very well rounded. Everything was just kind of blah to me. Like I, he belongs in AAF or XFL. Yeah. That's I, where he should play. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. He's going to have to have the, the path completely cleared for him like he's gonna have to be the third running back and have literally both guys legs break off for him to get <laughs> the perfect scenario for him to be have any sort of fantasy relevance in my eyes yeah, yeah. same thing i think some of like like his biggest strong suit in the game in college was like his cunt ability at florida atlantic and i think i said this earlier like a lot of that won't be there in the nfl even what made him successful in college won't even be there in NFL form either. So like, you're taking away like his best ability and like the one thing he does yeah. do really well early like in there for a guy of his stature won't be there in the NFL at all. Yeah, he so, has he has pretty good balance. I mean, th- there there are things that I, I shouldn't be that mean where he doesn't do anything well. He has good balance. He has but there nothing that's going to translate to NFL success. No, like Matt's at special teamer, you know, third down back, maybe on a practice squad, some high call. I just, I don't see it. I've seen people have him ranked high. I've seen him in the top three. It's why we're talking about him now. Yeah. Because, like, when I go through my initial list, I go, like, about a lot of people I respect and a lot of, like, scouting reports I see. 
And Devin Singletary was on that list of somebody to like really dig into. And you said it best, like underwhelmed, like completely. There's nothing, there's nothing that he does that says, okay, well, if you could build on that, he's going to be successful. Right. I think he's limited in all facets of the game. And when it comes to fantasy football, I think he's somebody, it's not even literally not even worth a roster. Like he's off my board. Like I won't even waste a draft pick on him at all. I'd rather gamble on a guy like third round, like Daniel Jones. I'll, I'll leave him on my board, but he'll be long gone before I get to that part, part of my board. No. When I say that, like he's all, like, yeah. Sure. Okay. So he's on my board. Like if he's, he's in the fourth round. You might, you know, take yeah. him or something. he's not Ronald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, but then again, I might rather just take a gamble on Ronald Jones. <laughs> Oh, that's tough, though. <laughs> I pooped on him so much. <laughs> He's fermented into a, a psychedelic mushroom from oh, which I pooped on him. Jesus. Uh, so that's it. That's our running backs, episode one. Episode one. Can't yes. wait to come back for episode two. Maybe we'll find some more uh, people to poop on. Maybe a little <laughs> more. Talk about some guys like Damian Harris. I, said, I think we're going to uncover some gems in I this think next round. I just watched limited Even I said, Garrett got me excited just on showing me limited tape. But I told him, I was like, I got to be careful because that's the kind of stuff that got me in trouble with Daryl Henderson. So let's recap here. Josh Jacobs, tier one, all by himself. Right on. Uh, since it's mixed, we'll put uh, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery in tier two, even though even though Garrett has Miles Sanders at four, but we'll eventually change his yep. mind there. <laughs> then we'll go Daryl Henderson, Ronnie Anderson as of right now, and then Devin Singletary will we'll find you a tear when we get to you. But yeah, yeah. right now you might be in the backseat with Bishop Ranky. Oh, no. Uh, waving out the window. <laughs> See you before you even got here. Like, <laughs> sorry, you're not on the list, son. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back next week to cover more rookie running backs and break them down. And remember, this is all going to change. This is not rankings or in order. So after NFL draft, we'll actually rank these guys in order, and we'll give you our dynasty orders not only in order of the running backs – but then overall as well. And we'll also do that in a super flex concept as well. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk about anything we talked about today, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Garrett, or I don't even know what I'm at. I'm at GMP underscore 33. Yeah, can't you change that? I, maybe I should. You should. Maybe I should. Yeah, a lot of so people the, change When it comes to like Dynasty Garrett, maybe, I don't know. I mean. Sounds pretty. It rolls off the tongue a lot better. It sounds, right? it it sounds pretty. Fit. That sounds pretty legit. But even then, <laughs> like, is it Garrett with two T's, two R's, one R, two T's, two R's, two T's? Remember Jody Garrett? He spelled it like G E R U T or something yes, like that. He yeah, G E R U T. Yeah, yeah. Jody J O D Y G R U T. Cleveland Indian. Yep. Yeah, it was good for a little bit there. Um, of course, you follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure uh, you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day for great articles from Garrett. He's putting them out there all the time about rookies, breaking them down. Follow him on Twitter. Like I said, he's putting out some really nice threads on there on these running backs and telling you why he likes a player or why he does not like a player. Um, those, again, are, those are enjoyable. Those are worth the follow alone. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's just information. doesn't mean you have to agree with somebody, but it, every little information helps your overall player profile it just, right? it just helps to get some exposure yeah. some of this guy's some of the guys tape and stuff like that and, and get some opinions from other so people i listen to you guys talking sometimes you guys might sway me on a player you know i mean it's yeah. just like every information counts to build your own guy if you love a guy you're gonna love a guy um join our facebook group page lots of good information polls out there again we're almost at four thousand users on that page so there's tons of activity for a form it's probably it's what i mean to me i know dlf has got a great form but this is right up there i mean if you're looking for an active community that's where it's at get to dynastyrunners.com click the group chat and of course if you want leave us a rating review on itunes i appreciate it you know we got a couple uh ratings but nobody left a review 
Boo. I came away a little sad. I was like, oh, we got two new uh, Raidens on there. We got like four fifty. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go read them. And then there's no reviews, so I couldn't even get any feedback. Probably talking about like how great I am. I, I mean, <laughs> obviously, that's what they were going to be talking about. If I was going to guess, I mean, they're like, oh, less scared than Matt, more rich, please. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. For sure. hey, before we get out of here, I just saw that the Browns have confirmed that we're going to get new unis in 2020. Did it was confirmed? No, it was just confirmed. It was confirmed two years ago. It was just confirmed. I hope we go all the, our color rush. That'd like, be dope. That's, oh, I love those jerseys. That's my favorite jersey of all time. They need to incorporate some like some steel gray or something cool in there, too. Man, I just told you. Just go with what I just told you with. Right? I'm a designer. You didn't know that? I'm looking you at your gray shirt, and it looks good with all the colors. That's all it I'm does. saying. Well, look that's at Garrett's true. rocking the Baker Mayfield jersey over there, too, right? That's yeah. right. Gray hoodie underneath. Yep. That's the only reason he's allowed in here. He's a Browns fan. <laughs> uh Sweet, I can't wait to get on Twitter and read about that. Anything else we got to say? I think that's it, yeah. Anything else I'm missing here? No. Follow on Twitter, Facebook, leave a waiting review. Buy a t-shirt? Oh, you can buy a t-shirt if you're one or two. Most comfortable t-shirt you ever wear in your entire life. Guaranteed to increase your high five intake. Uh, You're going to look in the mirror. You're going to really feel a lot better than yourself. Last time Garrett was here, we gave him a t-shirt. Garrett? Yo, oh, I love it. I had to post it right away. I put it on on, uh, Twitter there. Comfort level? Oh, 100. Like we're gonna, out of a hundred, I will say a hundred out of ten. I will say this: out of 10. our number, the number one feedback I get about the shirt is like, dude, you always like say that's the most comfortable shirt, and I it got, is. I gotta be honest with you, like I thought you were just kind of blowing smoke just to say to sell a t-shirt. He's like, it might be the most comfortable t-shirt I own. I'm like, dude, I don't lie. Like, I don't lie. We would just say it was the most stylish if it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. If it was, a, it was one of those like real hard cottony ones that are stiff. We would just say it's the most stylish. Yeah. One thing I could promise you, it's the same thing I don't do in my regular life. Like I'm not coming on the podcast and lie to you. Like I have no need. Like I'm a truth giver. Like that's it. If someone sucks or I'm wrong, I have no problem. I'm a truth giver. So if I tell you it's the most comfortable t-shirt you're going to own, it's the most comfortable t-shirt you're going to own. Your high fives are going to increase. Your sex life is going to be a little bit better. You know, <laughs> sometimes you take the shirt off, but sometimes you leave the shirt on. This is an instance you might leave the shirt on, you know? <laughs> Please the other person, whoever that may be, all right? Don't go swimming in it because that's just silly. But for the most part, you're going to feel really good about Hey, look good. Feel good. Damn right. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week. More running backs. More fantasy information. Yep. Bye. listening to the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date dynasty insight and follow us on twitter at dynasty nerds